if you want to step into a new reality, then it's important to speak the commitment to that reality consistently to the people around you because you're going to be at the effect of what your environment believes about you. And what they believe about you is what you've trained them to believe about you. Welcome to the Have It All podcast. I'm Elon Ferdman, and along with my brother Guy, we're Satori Prime. We've spent the last 16 years on a quest of mastery, and not just in business, all areas. Mastery of our finances, our bodies, our relationships, and most importantly, our minds. You see, while most people fantasize about their dream life, we went out and created it. And you bet we learned a few things along the way. So if you want to gain new skills and tools that will help you achieve the life of your dreams, well, you've come to the right place. So get ready to have your mind expanded. Implement what you learn here today, and you'll start living the life of your dreams instead of just, well, dreaming about it. So are you ready to have it all? Let's go. Well, my fellow Satorians, it has come to our attention that many of you are not yet aware of some massive news in the Satori Prime world. So let me let you in on a not so little secret right now. So Guy and I have recently created an app that you can now download on your iPhone or your Android device just by searching for Satori Prime in either iTunes or the Google Play Store. Or if you want, you can even download it directly to your desktop by going to app dot satoriprime.com and the reviews are in and they are lively things like life-changing i love the gamification i share this with everyone in my life and my favorite how is this free so if you want to join your fellow satorians in our very own exclusive community then like i said head either to your itunes or google play store and search for satori prime or simply go to app.satoriprime.com and install it on your desktop. So as soon as you join, what we're going to do is we're going to give you access not only to our amazing community, we're also going to give you access to a completely free 10-part transformational mini-series that we've never released anywhere else. And this is where you can begin to uncover all of these limiting beliefs and start upgrading them. Things like money, overwhelm, procrastination, You'll get to see how you can create accountability in your life like never before, and you'll get to experience life in a whole new way. So if you haven't done so already, come join our Satorian family today. Make sure to go download that app. And now it's time for the episode. So you got any uh, top of mind stuff? Mm, No, I'm willing to explore. Okay. So I'll throw a couple things at you. Okay. We'll see which one uh, which one bites. So <laughs> a couple of things. One happened this weekend. One I just became very present to in my meditation this morning. <laughs> so I find it fascinating how much we can learn from kids. And I had an experience this weekend where, shy, we were supposed to leave um, the pool that we were at and we were supposed to go to somebody's house. And he really, really wanted to go swimming. And I was like, Shia, I absolutely get that you really, really want to go swimming. And you also really want to go to your neighbor's house. And if you jump in the pool, we're going to be late and we're going to miss, we have to go pick something up, et cetera. So in any event, he, this little kid says he's not going to jump in this and that. And then I see him like walking to the edge and he literally does this. He like walks to the edge, looks back at Fanny and I, and then jumps into the water. Mm. And I'm just 
shocked at this point. I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Um, it was just so purposeful and so like, watch me defiant, <laughs> defiantly do this yeah. thing. And I'd love to say that I reacted with all love, but that would be <laughs> a lie. And, you know, we're also like at this you know, country club of sorts with like all these people sitting around and so all this stuff. And it was just really interesting to notice what, what came up for me. Hmm. I actually was way calmer than I kind of expected myself to be. Were you, were you concerned for his well-being at all? No. No. <laughs> Okay. I mean, he was, first of all, he can swim. Yeah. By the way, he passed his deep water test at the club. So cool. It was very cool. Like the day he before. Could tread, he could tread water and do all that stuff. Yeah. So he tread water for like a minute and a half. He, he, he did it for like a minute and then he just kept going for another 30 seconds as like a bonus. And he swam across the pool uh, four times. So in any event, he jumps in and the look in his eye as he was doing it was so like, fuck you, I'm just going to do this and I don't care what you say. And so as soon as he got out, I actually, I didn't yell. I was kind of very calm. I really thought it would, I was kind of expecting a lot more Alex Ferdman coming out. Yeah. <laughs> I just told him flat out. I was like, look, you, you made a choice. You knew that you weren't, we just had this discussion. You told me you weren't going to go in the pool. This is what you chose. And by doing so you forfeit. And you know, I was like, no desserts today. No book time later to like all privileges are gone. Like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, was that worth your the experience? And at that point, I think reality hit this little near six year old boy, and it was it was interesting in a few fronts. One, I still don't think that was the best way to handle the situation. Yep. <laughs> Two, the second interesting part was you know Fanny also was like really really she was like shocked more yep. than more than even upset at the moment. And then we got to the place and we bought these incredible cupcakes, like fucking outrageous cupcakes. Like I've never, I've literally never had cupcakes. It was like one of them was chicken and waffle cupcake. Another one was maple bacon. And they, the chicken and waffle actually had a waffle and a piece of chicken on top. The uh, maple bacon had like two pancakes with bacon. It was just like amazing, amazing things. So we bought a dozen of them. And obviously they come out and what does he want? He wants dessert. And I'm like, no, you can't. Like you, you forfeited, you know the choice you made, da, 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 da. And then Fanny comes along and she's like, you know, the, the bad, like, oh, I feel so bad, kicks in. And then she's like trying to negotiate with him, whatever. He ends up getting a dessert. And so I had a conversation with Fanny afterwards. Uh, we actually had it as, as four parents, which was, which was very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both women were like, it's it's a, a it's a conversation that both the fathers have had with the women, and what came up with was interesting. Like they're like, yeah, but I feel so bad, and we're like, it's not that we don't feel bad. It hurts us just as much as you. It's just when we say this, we know that the only way that they're ever going to listen to us and take anything we say seriously is if we actually abide by what we said. Yeah. Every time it's like, it's this, and then you move it like a little bit here, and then you move it a little bit here, it's like... They're going to keep moving it. You know, and and, yep. they're one, and they were both wondering why, like, you know, they behave differently around them. We're like, that's it. And so sure. I, I bring this up as a context because what came up for me this morning in my meditation was 
how we do this with ourselves. Okay. You know what I mean? Like how we say I'm going to do X and then it's like, eh, well, X minus 10 is still good. Mm. You know, or like, you know, we just keep selling out on, on what we our, say. our agreements. Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of what like actually showed up today. And it was interesting because I actually, in my meditation, I saw the whole event kind of play out with him and then it kind of spun around and I just was like, whoa, okay. Now, now I got to look at myself from that perspective. And so I just wanted to throw that out there that that was one of the things that um, came up for me. And it's like, I know we've been talking a lot about this in our training that we've been doing recently, but I'm just curious from your perspective, if there's anything you want to share about actually maintaining your commitments to yourself without someone else having to be there yeah. or how do you say like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week or I'm going to lose 10 pounds or I'm going to make a video every day or blah, 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 whatever people do. And then it's like, we just let ourselves off all the time. Totally. So what's my, what's my take? Um, I mean, look, as a, I think as a parent, when it's involving another person in the mix, it's, it's a little bit more challenging. Definitely. Uh, it, it actually brought up a memory for me when, when your bar mitzvah weekend, we had all the Israelis over. Yep. And I must have asked mom in the morning if I could stay home from school that day. Okay. And she said no. I think uh, one way or the other, I don't remember who I asked first, dad or mom, somebody said no. And then I went to the other parent, asked the same question. They said, yes. I ah. mean, you, I think, and then I think we stayed home that day cause we didn't want to go to school. Cause like the whole family was there. Yeah. And I remember how, I think it was how mad mom was because it like undermined her that we went and like did that. And it was so not something that we normally did, like, you know, lie to them or undermine them. Uh, so I remember that situation too. And, and I, I understood I was 12 years old or 10 years old, whatever I was at the time. And I, I understood like that it undermined her confidence. You know, I, I don't know if Shia necessarily gets that quite yet. Um, I do think it's important though, to like hold the integrity and space of, yeah. you know, I don't want to say authority, but like your authority over your children as a parent, that there's like a um, collective front on how things are approached. Um, and obviously there's going to be a breakdown on that too. Anyway, to, to, to go back to your question, um, I don't, so I, I like, you know, I post, we've been posting like physique shots. So maybe like once a month I do like a check-in shot and then somebody wrote something about how impressed they were. And towards the end of it, they said something about willpower. Hmm. And it always, it always strikes me that when people are getting results, people assume that, that those results are being done through willpower. And I totally get that because I remember that also, and I'm actually a good person with willpower. But like it's like willpower with like a with like a scooping of like guilt on the side, you know. Like that's how you willpower yourself. It's like, well, I'm going to feel guilty. I want to avoid feeling guilty, or I'm going to do it and I'm going to feel guilty. Which in either case is just more feeling of guilty and shame and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think what I learned over the years is willpower doesn't work. It's a good way to get started. Not a not a great way to keep going. Uh, motivation is fleeting. One day you're so motivated by something, the next day you're not. So I, I, I really do think that it's, it's like any muscle. You have to work on accountability more than I would work on willpower. And accountability looks like sharing your commitments consistently, your, like your new commitments with people in your life. We have a, uh, a group on Facebook Messenger, which I absolutely love, of about 30 people here from my community that I consider like our, our closer circle. 
and we just communicate in there. Right. And something that I've been implementing in the last two weeks is like on Mondays, I just ask everyone, what are you committed to this week? Because what I, what I found and what we know is that reality, one of the ways we test reality is through agreement. And I want my closest community who's around me most of the time in my energy that they spend time not talking to me like who I am from the past. Mm. Like, some, like something I've, I've realized with the family now, that's a challenge. I had a really good conversation with it, uh, with mom on uh, Saturday morning about this is that like one of the challenges as you like move away from each other and like you guys too are transitioning right now into that like different type of um, communication space. And I know she's challenged right away because it's like before where it was just a given. Now it's like something you really have to focus on and create all the time because you're not in each other's space and how there starts being a breakdown in feeling of closeness and being known by your family. So it's like when you're in developmental work, like week over week, you might feel like a completely different person or have different commitments than you had before. And when you're not sharing that with your family, like what I notice is when I come home, there's like an old conversation about me. You know what I mean? Like we've had these conversations too, but like, I know I'm coming home right now. My friends are not going to relate to me as who I've become over the last nine to 10 months. They're going to relate to me who they remember nine or 10 months ago. Exactly. And that can trigger a lot of old wounds and stuff because it's like, why am I still being seen that way here? You know? And it's like, well, and now you're like fighting because like, I don't even think that shit anymore. And now I have to like defend the stuff that I don't even care about defending anymore. So I think my, my, my point here is, is that like, if you want to step into a new reality, then it's important to speak the commitment to that reality consistently to the people around you, because you're going to be at the effect of what your environment believes about you. And what they believe about you is what you've trained them to believe about you. Yeah. And then most of us train our environment, but then we're like at odds and at war with that environment because we're so unconscious of our identity and our identity is actually looking to get triggered all the time. So it's like, you know, being conscious of like how you trigger yourself and other people and through your identity and then understanding that people can either relate to you as who you've been in the past or what it is that you're committed to now they're both just conversations and a lot of ways where we feel confronted by what people are sharing about us is because you're not really sharing what it is you're committed to now and what you're willing to be held to as far as like your integrity and those commitments and what it offers so i think that's you know for me that's a that's a muscle that works over time i just know now that when I dishonor my commitments, I'm so clear about the future of that, that it seems. What do you mean? You're so been clear about the, when you say like, I'm so clear about the future of that, because you have a world of it. I don't think that people. Yeah. Understand. Yeah. yeah. I, I just mean like if, when you create commitments and you go against your commitment, there is a, like a slew of things that are going to come after that. Things like guilt shame, which are lowest vibrations and will keep you exactly where you want to be, uh, exactly where you don't want to be. And then there's uh, your integrity and other people's listening. So you're losing listening and other people's listening, which means you're actually losing personal power. You're losing personal belief in yourself, right? So it's like these dominoes that start falling when you dishonor commitments. And it's like, okay, do would I rather honor my commitment or deal with these dominoes that fell. Now I have to go put integrity back into every single one of these things, my personal power, how I communicate with my friends, how I feel about the situation, re-empower that whole thing, get myself back to basically step one by doing all this extra work or just honor my fucking commitment and, and start moving the needle, needle forward. And, and that's for me, it's like, I would rather have less work than more work. Yeah. So if you have like a commitment to go to the gym, for instance, like five days a week and you don't, you can't tell me that there's not a way that you don't feel about that. Or if you told your friends you're going to start doing that and you don't, there's a different way that your friends start relating to you that like, all right, they don't honor their commitments, right? Like I have, I have two friends that always say they're going to show up somewhere and they never show up on time. I mean, sometimes they just don't show up at all. Other times they show up when everyone's leaving. They're like, Hey, where are you guys going? 
It's like, well, we just got here. It's like, yeah, we've been here for seven hours when you said <laughs> you were. And, and, you know, like, that's how I relate to them now as people who are unreliable and showing up anywhere. So, and, and that creates a, a, a conversation around them that creates a way that people interact with them. And it's like, that if that's important to them, they could go clean that up. And now it's like all this extra fucking work, you know? So that's kind of my take on it. So I just wanted to pause here for a moment and let you know that if you're someone who's ready to take massive steps in your relationships, your health and your finances, we've created an amazing tool for you. There is an all new Satori prime app now available in the iTunes and Google play store. All you have to do is go there and type Satori prime and download it today. Now you'll immediately gain access to our 10 part mini series where we're going to delve into your limiting beliefs your fears, and all that's been holding you back from truly living the have-it-all life. More than that, you'll be able to share your victories with your fellow Satorians, as well as ask Guy and I for feedback about anything that's occurring in your life today. So if you've ever wanted to delve deeper into the concepts similar to the ones that we share here with you every single week, well, now you can. So just go grab the app, either in the iTunes store or the Google Play Store. If you want to download it to your desktop, you can also go to app.satoriprime.com and grab it there and start your journey today. And with that, let's jump back into the podcast. I just want to share something. And again, it's just so interesting how it, the kids always just show it to you. I think we spoke about it here before about the from the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, about how your conscious mind is constantly creating and your subconscious mind are just the soldiers, like the say yes soldiers. They don't have an opinion. They don't ask like, are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure you not want to do this? They just follow your lead. And whatever that lead is, you're programming into the, to the subconscious that that's the way you see the world. That's the way you operate. That's the way that I be. And so I want you guys, if you could, just to visualize this for a second, which is you say you want to go to the gym. Okay. You say you want to go to the gym five days a week. Day three rolls around, you go, you're a little tired. Day four rolls around and you start hearing, wow, we're really tired. We've been working super hard the last three days. Maybe, maybe we just take off, you know, today and, you know, we, we stayed up late last night. We didn't get a good night's sleep. We don't really feel like it. Da, da, da. And it's constant. It's constant. Now, you heard the same thing for the first three days. You were just motivated, like, willpower. I'm going to do this, da, da, da. And then on, like, day four, you know, it's like kind of, okay, well, I can kind of buy into this stuff. And you do. And basically, the message I want you to just take on that you're sending to your body is that you're sending a signal that when I don't feel this or when I don't feel that, I, you know, I sell out on this stuff and now you're programming. It's like, like you're typing a program into the computer and training your subconscious and every cell in your body to say like, okay, we can work this amount of much, but when we're tired or we don't get a good night's sleep, like we, we can skip stuff. Yeah. It's like when I feel this form of resistance, I don't take action. Exactly. And now, what's the body going to do? It's like, all right, now we know the escape route, like create more of that kind of resistance. Exactly. Yeah. And you took the words out of my mouth. So now that's not that big a deal on day four, but you created that day four pattern when you were seven hmm. or eight or 10, right? And now it's just a part of you. So when I feel X, I don't do Y. 
or when I'm this, I don't do that. And whatever the programming is, it's become so normal and natural for you. And to take Guy's point, you've convinced everyone in your circle of this point, right? Like, oh, if I drank the night before and I don't feel good, then I'm not going to do it. Or, you know, I didn't eat lunch, so I'm not, whatever the thing is, it's like, there's a world of it and it happens in an instant. And every single time you give your word to something and then you renege on that word and it's not just renege and recommit. That's not what we do. We renege and we justify why we renege, whether to others or to ourselves. It's never like, oh, I'm just not going to go to the gym. It's, oh, I'm not going to go to the gym. It's really far away. It's already late. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. And so in your mind, it just goes, okay, well, if we have an excuse, then we can get out of shit. And guess what your mind starts doing? Creating more and more and more excuses. And just like a kid, you know, every time, what are they doing? They're constantly testing you. Not in a manipulative way. It's just, it, it's like the raptors in Jurassic Park when he was saying they're so smart, they never test the fence in the same place again. Kids do exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting to see, okay, if I do this, this is the kind of reaction. Now, interestingly enough, you know, even with Shia, like I had a conversation with him after the fact when I was kind of like, I had an ability to process the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They're looking to see how you react. Totally. Right. So they also know, okay, if I do this, this is kind of the reaction I get from mom and dad. This is what's happening in your body internally at any given moment in your life. Always good and bad. Like for things that, that, and, and for things that you do consistently well, like if you're someone that goes to the gym five times a week and it's a habit and you, you've created it for someone that, you know, says, I want to read every day for X amount of time. And you do that every day for X amount of time. Like when you create the success habit, it's the same thing. You've just created these really empowering, powerful contexts. Like no matter what, this is what I get to do. Right. So now the mind and the body goes, well, look, we've tried everything they're just going to do it like we get on board. Like this is how we operate. It, there's no resistance anymore because even the resistance is like, eh, whatever. It doesn't mean anything. So I just wanted to share that with you guys because like look at any area in your life where you're selling out on your word, on your commitments, on whatever it is that you've said to yourself and see if you can start to just look and analyze like what are the things that you the program that runs that has you sell out on those things because if you do it in one area you're going to do it in all areas it's not like just around the gym right it's the same thing around uh probably your work and your relationships and how would you how would you offer people shift that from themselves well okay so you say let, let let's just run with this uh gym exercise so that day is going to come where you go, you know, I'm tired, I didn't sleep well, et cetera. The first thing to know is that the mind will always try to get you out of those things. Always. Anything that you try to like step out of, it will try to get you out of it. It doesn't want to work hard. It doesn't want to put in effort. It wants to be lazy. It would much rather you sit in front of the couch, watching Netflix, eating popcorn, okay, or a tub of ice cream, if that's your thing. Um, so the first thing to notice is like, it's just mechanism. 
it's not you talking to yourself and having a conversation and talking yourself out. It's just mechanism. It's like you have an app in your head and the app's job is to talk you out of shit. That's it. That's all day, every day. That's what it does. Don't talk to that person. Don't ask this person that question. Don't tell them how you feel. Don't ask for more money. Don't approach this person. Don't do that. Don't always, right? Because why? It wants to keep you safe. So if you understand that that's how it operates, now at least you have a choice. And the choice is, do I choose to listen to the program that's incessantly going to be on there forever, no matter what? Or is the future that I'm committed to, is the word that I gave to myself more important than that app, more important than that narrator that's just going to incessantly do that thing? Because here's the gold of it. Have you ever noticed that that voice shuts up the second you start taking that action? Once you've motivated yourself into getting into your gym clothes and into getting into your car, wherever you have to go to work out, do you ever notice that the voice shuts up? It's like, okay, you know, I tried. It didn't work. And then it's gone. And you get to the gym, you feel fine. And if, as a matter of fact, you walk out, you feel even better because why? You didn't buy into that horse shit. You feel empowered. You feel alive. You feel great. It's almost like extra. So the shift is really one, notice. Notice that it's just a mechanism. I, I started calling it the narrator. It's the narrator of your life. It never shuts the fuck up. It will always be there till the day you die, opining on this and that and you and the other person and this and all of it, right? So I'm like, opine, you know, go crazy, like do whatever you got to do. I'm just a, a bystander. It's like a, a, an audiobook constantly playing in my head. And the second thing is always go back to what am I committed to? You know, how do I want to feel in this moment? And know that, like I said, every time you give in, whether it's an inch or a mile, you're setting yourself back massively because now that program, that narrator gets more juice. It's like, like a, imagine like oh, it's a, it's the cascading effect of that, you know, specific action as it like starts mushrooming out. It's like the, the fallout is just so much greater than just honoring that commitment. Exactly. Exactly. And so the, the other, and the, the last like bonus piece is that, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you start knowing yourself as someone who doesn't fall victim to the narrator, that instead powers through and like does what is true to them, no matter what is happening in your head or circumstantially around your life, you become very, very powerful. Your word becomes very, very powerful. And the things that you speak into existence manifest incredibly fast. On the other hand, people that have you know, been talking about wanting this thing to manifest in their lives for the last decade, and it hasn't, I will venture to say, and I will assert that those are people that have bought into the excuses and time and time again, at some point or another, give up on their word. And justify all the way to the bank, why and how. And then enroll everybody in their lives, why and how it didn't work. Mm -hmm. It's never their fault. And it's always this person or that person, or this circumstance or that circumstance. And there's no power in that. So for me, like it was interesting because with Shia, you know, I'm oh, what my response 
was out of like, what, what I sensed was, and I told him this after, was like, I kind of felt, I didn't say it in these words, but I kind of felt like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, we, you literally just looked at me and said, you understand. And then you go do that. You know, that word like in Hebrew, there's a word called dafka. Mm-hmm. You, on, on purpose. On purpose, like, like a, to, to like twist the knife in someone. That's what it felt like to me. Like that's what he was doing. Look, I don't know what's happening in his head at that moment, right? So what what occurred for me isn't necessarily what was happening in his world. He was just doing his thing. Like what he said to me is like, I just wanted to feel wet all over my body. That was it. That's it. That's the motivation. That's it. You know, so he wasn't doing anything maliciously to me. Did it affect the rest of my day? Yes. Did it impact my you know, uh, relationship with him at that time. Yeah. And so what I did was I actually got upset and that's not the way I I ask you you a question. Yeah, please. So like, you know, the trigger, the trigger, right. Is is like your little boy gets triggered. Like you got to undermine it somehow. So if you were to like give up the parent routine, yep. You're just interacting with another human. Yep. This human undermines you. Yep. Your little boy gets triggered what is your little boy triggered about? Cause he activated a core wound. Yes. Or then he undermined you as a parent because ultimately it's like, you're here to support this life and whatever is in his highest good. And in that moment, his highest good was getting, getting wet, right? He's not undermining you really. He's not doing any of the stories that we create about ourselves. Those stories can only come from a, a feeling of ownership of authority over somebody or yeah. dominion over somebody, which I think is very alluring as a parent. It's like the only time you really have dominion over a person you know, in society that we would, that we allow, let's say outside of like slavery and stuff like that. Um, so it's like, what actually triggered you? What actually triggered me. And that's, that's what I was kind of like working on throughout was, um, him disregarding me like him. It, it felt like he was specifically going against what we had just agreed upon. And so the core wound was like, you don't listen to me. And you don't care about me. Do you think that he has a clear, I mean, I know you guys do this, so I'm sure to some extent, but that has ever been spoken about like in a clearly defined way. Like here's how, here's how we believe in things. It's like when you make a commitment to something, you, you keep the integrity and, and you hold that commitment. Otherwise, you know, there, there is some consequences, whether that's life delivering them, us delivering them or something else. You're going to have to like deal with all these things. Is that a commitment that's been spoken about clearly? Yeah. I don't think to that level and that would be an interesting conversation to have with him for sure. Yeah. Cause it's like you're, you could be making assumptions, right. About what he determines as a commitment and how that's held. Yeah. Where he's got a completely different context of it. It's like two doc, you know, again, like uh, specialized terminology that you have so well defined that in his world is not well defined at all. Yeah. And he's just like pleasure is being happy. Like pleasure is being wet right now. You know, like that's his number one defining principle in his life right now. Yeah. It's like, what sure. feels good. And at the same time, it's like, we're trying to train ourselves back into receiving pleasure and what feels good in this moment. Let's play. He's doing all those things. And then it's like, we're, you know, he's rep- being, you know, unless like reprimanded, but you know, it creates upset as a, an adult yeah. uh, that he's like doing the very thing that you want to get back to. And it's like, there is that, that balance of like keeping control, but also like not destroying, you know, like nurturing actually those really great things about a child. Yeah. And so it's, it's a really, you know, like that's the, I think the fine balancing act because at the same time, 
you know, I've noticed that if you let kids do whatever the heck they feel like doing, it's a very, very difficult relationship. Sure. Um, other people don't want to be around them. <laughs> people definitely don't want to watch them. It's it's like a whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's letting them play, I think, within a certain framework that works for everyone. We're definitely not like the authoritarian type of parents. Like, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. You can't do that. For me, I'm like, you know, go. Yeah. You know, fall, fall, you know, you knock yourself out. Like it, it's, it's their life experience, you know, whether I try to control that or not, they're going to have their life experience. Um, and, you know, I think for the most part, it, it's, I think it's easier said than done. And again, like life, life sends all sorts of things, but that specifically, I just like, it happened. And I, I was just like, you fucking did What? Well, it would, it would seem to me, you know, it's, it's like the beginning of the identity, identity claiming freedom in yeah. some way, shape or form. Kids, kids give that away easily because they're relying on you for everything, but you start putting them in environments where they start relying on other people. I, I think, I mean, again, I'm just, yeah. ass. I don't know if any of this is true, but like he's in camp, he's in school, other adults start becoming his somewhat authority figures. He sees with them, he can bend certain things that he can't with mom and dad. And he's like, Oh, I'm going to test that when I go home or, you know, who knows what it is, but it's like, look, our job is not to own people, whether they're your children or not. It's to raise them to the best of your capacity and like put them out into the world. Like every animal does, you know? Um, and it's like, it probably starts a lot earlier than most people think because we have all these predefined ages where things happen. It's like, all right, when you're 18, you're out of the house, but it's like, biologically speaking, that's probably not true. Yeah. And I'm sure if you go back to ancient civilizations where they were training kids to uh, be warriors and hunters and farmers, that stuff doesn't start when you're like, well, it starts when you're like five, six years old. Yeah. Just like you were sports athletes today. And it's like, okay, well then, you know, those those skills are going to lead to, an identity of freedom, an identity of testing, an identity of exploration. And uh, like, ultimately I know that's what you want for your son anyway, is to like think for himself, Yep. you know, and not, not be like, all right, you know, uh, well, I really want to do this. I really want to explore this in my life. And people going, you can't do that. He's like, well, fuck it. I'm going to go explore it anyway. Yeah. There's something beautiful about it for your spirit. It's, well, just, it's just not comfortable. <laughs> what, what came up for me now, as you're saying all this stuff is truly it's, it, it always boils down to the most important thing I think in any relationship and that's communication. Mm. Even in that situation, that's what I told him. I was like, look, you know, we communicated to each other, right? We had an understanding and then you went and did that thing, even though you had communicated that, that, you know, like this was the understanding. And I think that was the thing that hurt more than anything. It was like, you broke the the communication. It wasn't like just me saying, don't do this. It was, you know, I, I like to explain things to them so that sure. they actually understand why, where it's just not like, no, you can't do that. You know? Yeah. So, a lot of times people ask like, well, why? And people are like, because I said so. Like, I, yeah. I really, if I say that, I'm like, uh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would, it's interesting. Like, you know, obviously there's a, a super objective party here without yeah. children. I mean, I get upset on my cats, but we can't sit down and have integrity conversations. <laughs> you know, so like, uh, or could we? Maybe I just haven't tried. <laughs> Maybe they're going to be like, we've been waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, you know, it, w- it, it would be interesting, right? Like, obviously, you want to feel what you need to feel. I'm not saying, like, become a robot about it. Like, getting upset is fine. And it's, like, sitting them down and having, like, you know, you exploring it from their point of view, right? Like, you asked him for something. There is integrity there. The integrity was broken. He asked you for something. And you don't honor your commitment. He's going to have a certain experience also. Right. And then it's like, hey, sure, you know, like, whether this, ha- like, it's bound to happen again at some point in time, right? Yep. So it's like not setting the parameter of like perfection. It's like, here's what I request versus like, here, here's what I demand. I think yeah. that's like really important. Um, and then number two is like making that example so he can like find, find it in his own world and how that upsets him. And then like the third would be like, hey, when this happens, you know, or if this happens again, it's like we create an agreement about how it's dealt with. That it's like, you can come to me and have these conversations and tell me, hey, this happened. You know, so there's like a free a, a free door there. But also like inability to explore the imperfection and perfection of your humanity. It's like daddy's not perfect either. There are times when that happens. Because what I think what ends up happening is more than anything, when we see hypocrisy, we fucking rebel like crazy. Yes. So it's like somebody tells you not to do something and then they're going to do it like the next day. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? You hypocrite. Yep. You know, and as a child, you're definitely going to pick up on stuff like that. And it's like, you know, just just making it okay to not be perfect. And here's what I request. And here's what it would look like moving forward if, you know, so, such and such would happen. Um, and, you know, there, there could be potential consequences that you're not going to enjoy. Yeah. So that's kind of where we ended the conversation. I'm curious. I always like to follow up with them, you know, at a later date um, and just kind of check in. So... Maybe, you know, today we're going to have, uh, I'm going to drive him to jujitsu. So we'll probably, now that it's top of mind again, I'll probably bring it up again and yep. see, see what he says, uh, after having that, but the yeah, Apple iTunes receipt approach. Say it again. I said the Apple iTunes receipt approach. Oh, <laughs> where you don't get, you don't get the receipt right away. You get it a few days later. So you, it's already not a, not an emotional thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, when they're in the moment, I think, look, just for me, right. I'm very, very attuned to my body, to my mind, to everything. And I'm still, you know, that one little incident and here I am processing it, you know, 48 hours later. So, you know, and this is me, you know, talk about like a five, six year old, like they also have their processing time and I think them distanced from it and me kind of reliving it with them. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I just back to us and why I brought this up. I just think it's important to do those kind of check-ins with your inner self um, and just figure out, okay, you know, where is it out? Where am I not communicating with myself? Where am I letting myself slide? Where am I out of integrity? All of those kind of things. Cause I think it makes a really, really big impact. Awesome. I think it's a great, great inquiry to be in. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, I do have a bunch of stuff, but since you're leaving, let's, uh, let's pick it up on Wednesday. Okay. Sounds great. All right, All right everybody. everybody. Love, Love you. you. Talk to you. week. So one last reminder before we wrap up here today, if you haven't already grabbed the app that all of your fellow Satorians are going gaga over, then I would recommend to do it right now. Well, I guess if you're driving, maybe not just this second, But when you get a chance, go to your iTunes or Google Play Store, search for Satori Prime and download it today. You'll get access, like I said earlier, to an amazing and life-changing 10-part mini-series. And if you want to know the clear steps to create the have-it-all life for yourself, 
this app is an absolute must. Like I said, and you can hear in my voice, we are incredibly excited to share it with you and be with you inside of our community. So we'll see you there. So that's it, my friends. That's today's episode. I just want to thank you for being part of our Have It All family and truly, truly thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to help or give back in any way possible, the best way would be to share this or any other episode that you loved with your family, friends, or colleagues. And if you'd be so great as to just leave us a rating and a comment on either iTunes or Stitcher, whichever you use, that helps us tremendously. It only takes about two to three minutes of your time and would mean the world to us. Finally, I want to let you know that if you want to get even more exclusive content from Guy and I, just head over to satoriprime.com and make sure you join our mailing list. Now, I know what you might be thinking, God, not another mailing list, but I promise you, you'll only get an email or two from us per week and it will always have amazing videos and articles that I'm sure you're going to love, promise. So until next time, you can join our ongoing conversation at the Have It All Facebook group where you can let us know how we're doing and what we can do to improve. Love you all, and we'll see you on the next Have It All podcast. Have an amazing, amazing day, my friends.